Welcome to the Northern Side of the Radio. I'm Amy. I'm Emily, and this is the Northern Odysseans podcast. In this week's episode, we'll be reviewing The Secret of the Writer's Ruth and the Good But first, our trivia segment, Who is Eugenius? Okay, so um, <laughs> this is take three. Uh, we've just been having some difficulties um, recording this time, which is fine. Okay, so uh, I'll just restate what I was saying last time, which you guys wouldn't know about. Okay, <laughs> so we had already tried this like twice before, and the first time my computer just stopped recording, so um, apparently I've got easier questions than what she was throwing at me at the, the beginning, which, hey, I'm all for. So... Why don't you read out the question that um, we've been trying to do for the last ten minutes? Um, Which Odyssey voice actor is related to the creator of the first animated feature film? Okay, so the first animated feature film is Snow White. Yes. Who created it? Who is related to the creator? No, that's what I was... Yes. But who would be the creator? I don't know. You named like it that. already. Wonder Disney? Who? Yeah. Disney created it. Yeah. Who's related to the creator? Who's Oh, is that Melissa Disney? Yes. Uh she's uh, actually related to him? Well Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's well So you didn't you actually know? research these questions, you've well, just been going off I, of I'm pretty uh-huh, sure I she see. She said that in a podcast one time, like I did actually not realize that. But yes, that would make a lot of sense now that I see that. And who does she play? Uh, Monica Stone. And yes. countless others. And, like, and, in um, <gasps> A Daughter's Love, she plays the adopted mother. Yeah. And, and she plays think... Jenny Whitaker at least once. Yes. In Charlotte. Right. Alongside Jim Custer for his last ever performance. Oh, so good. Which is so sad. I'm so sad. So much. Okay, so I got one point. Yes. Okay, give me the next question. That took way yeah, too I'm long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she. I'm pretty sure she said it's like a cousin or some such. Ah. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I don't think you can have a name like Disney and not be related to him. Yeah, probably. Okay, I just... what's the next question? Okay. What Odyssey family is named after It's a Wonderful Life the... actors? The Barclays. And how were they named after them? Can you name um, them? Well, Jimmy is named after Jimmy Stewart, as well as Stewart, who played the dad in It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart. Well, no, the guy who played... The dad. Yeah, Jimmy. So yeah, and then the character that he played is George Bailey. So George Barkley. Uh, Mary, I'm assuming is probably the wife. I can't remember because I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Yeah, but I think is the wife. And Donna, I think, is is named after the actor who plays the wife, Donna Reed. Am I right? Yes. Oh, I actually got it right. Go yes. Me. And the youngest uh, Barkley child, Stuart. Is- I already said that. Yeah, but his middle name is Reek. Oh, yeah. So. I forgot about that one. Yeah. <clears throat> That's okay. That's okay. I got one. 
Well, I got them. <laughs> I got them all except that one. I, um, love, I love that movie. Great movie. Um, so I two never, points. I never have anybody to watch it with, though. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your response. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> our family would rather watch Christmas Vacation every it year. It is a good movie. If I you know. guys love that movie, let me know. Yeah. Also, I've been putting out a poll in, well, I said I've been, and it's only been once, but in our last episode, I put out a, just a question, and I think it appears on Spotify, but it also appears on Anchor, um, if you guys, like, just what you guys thought about the show, uh, about the episodes that we've talked about, just to kind of get you guys a part of the conversation. So, if you, you know, want to be a part of the conversation, let me know, and uh, answer the question. Okay. Because we didn't get any responses um, last time. Which is fine. Which, okay, final question. Okay. Let's see which, if I can get three points. Which Odyssey character has the <laughs> And that's where my iPad drops. Sorry. Which Odyssey character has a PhD in child psychology? Mm. Dr. Blackard, because that's yes. why he's called Dr. Yes. <laughs> I almost said, because that's why he's called Blackard. No, he's not. <laughs> um, Dr. Regis Blackard has a PhD in child psychology, and yes, I'm thinking of Philip Glossman when I say that. Yes. Because he's, he's the, the one who said it. Yeah, and Paul McCusker, who plays Philip Glossman, famously hated playing him, hated the performance. Hey, you know what? I understand that. But, he, but he's awesome at it. Oh, he's, he's so, so good. Like, yeah. like. He's so good, we all hate him. He's so greasy and... <laughs> Ew, slimy. But also just really great politician, you can't touch me, I'm Teflon. Yeah. Kind of voice. Also, have you seen the... No, I haven't read the comics yet, don't okay. spoil. I will just say, read the comics if you have a chance. I will. I promise. It's just really I've hard. I've been keeping up with it. Because they're too small on the, the computer oh, screen. Yeah. No, I can and see And they're that. weird on the phone. Like, uh, you can't zoom in. I want print copies of these things. Yeah, I um, don't think they'll give them to you. Although, I, if they eventually make like a comic book. I think they want to when there's enough. I've heard, oh, dude, that's I've heard, so bad. I've heard that. things. I've heard things. You've heard things? Okay. I think they want to when there's enough material to fill a book. Cool. That sounds good. I haven't even seen the Mount Snow Christmas one Aww, yet. Oh, it's so good. So you're behind on the episodes and I'm behind on the comics. I see how it is. Well, no, I'm not behind. I just haven't listened to the new one that came out today. <laughs> and when I say today, I mean Thursday. January 19th. Yeah, thank you. Because that's when we're recording this. Um... So, you know, I'm not that behind, whereas you're behind a couple weeks. Just saying. But on stuff that is not as important as the episode. You know what? I would I would say no to that because it has kept uh Leonard and and Everett alive. So just yeah. saying. Okay, so that was great. Um, I got three out of three, and I'm very proud of myself. We won't talk about the other two that I definitely did not get, but that's okay. Because who else knows Eugene's middle name? I'm just saying. That was one of the questions. Um, okay, so maybe let's move on to, uh, the episodes we'll talk about. Yeah. 
So, I feel like I start every single segment with that. <laughs> We're talking about The Secret of the Writer's Ruse, which is from album... 64, Under the Surface. It is episode number two. Wow, of course. This is why we have you on here. I'm just the technical mm. producer. That's fine. Um, anyway. <laughs> I like to call myself that. Um, anyway. Actually, that's mm. my first time calling myself that. So, this episode is another Jones and Parker Detective Agency episode. But, but kind of not really. Because it's orchestrated by Maury. That's why I say, with a twist. Which um, is fun. I mean, it's... We have a lot so, to say on this one. So it opens with um, Emily and Matthew being at the library. Yep. And Emily is reading a mystery novel. Yes. And it's the... It's a Mary Malloway novel, which I suppose is their their take on Agatha Christie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, it, too. Because it's called Scandal in the Trans-Siberian. Which... Which makes me think, okay, you're talking about a train. Yeah. So it's Which Agatha of, Christie has one. Has it's a It's kind of... The, it. Yeah, she has Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Emily's found this and she's reading it no she's reading a regular one of her books and then she bumps into maury like literally runs into maury right and so then they pick up their stuff and and she finds another mary malloween book called writer's ruse yes and she's like this looks like a like i've never seen this before and i've read every single one of her novels at least 10 times and and so she she makes it her mission to figure out where this book came from, et cetera, et cetera. But then now, the now, book now I have a question for you before we go on. Oh, okay. What is your question? If you were to solve a mystery around along around a undiscovered book by a favorite author, who would that author be for you? For her, it's Mary Malloway. Who would it be for you? Like a... Like a real-life author. Does it have to be, like, a mystery author or just in general? Well, I guess I'm just curious. Like, if you found out that there was a book by your favorite author that you'd never heard of and you got real excited, who would that author be? Um, I guess I just want to know who your favorite uh, author is. I love... D. Henderson's books. They're really, really good. I think that would be who I'd choose. Because <clears throat> I've read a couple... Well, I've read an entire series, and I've read... I'm just starting another series. But the way she writes is actually, like... It's phenomenal. Like, it kind of is slow, but the way... I don't know. The way she writes it, you almost, like... You know that there's going to be a point where the book just gets so good, and it's usually the fourth chapter. I don't know why. It just is. Um, and just the way she writes too, like she writes kind of like, like romance, action, mystery books, but they're not, and like they're Christian, but they're not like your typical romance book where it's like, you know, the, the romance is just an added bonus. Um, cause usually the mystery takes the more, more of the book and even like the way she so one series that she writes with each character, because there's like six or seven books in the series, 
And the way she does each character's book, um, it's obviously they're non-Christians at the beginning of the book and they end up to be Christians. But it's not like this easy journey where it's like, oh, it's like a one one and done type thing. No, it's like a struggle. It does remind me a little bit of when the Odyssey writers wrote like Eugene's journey and Aubrey's yeah. journey. And like, that's kind of what it reminds me of where it's not just like this very simple, like, you know, you went to camp, you met Jesus, bada bing, bada boom, Bob's your uncle, that type of thing. Like, it's very much, they're dealing with a lot. And usually it's like, it's surrounding a mystery or something. And I mean all these guys have really crazy jobs like a hostage negotiator and whatnot. So good. And like the new series I was a little skeptical on, but I started reading it and I was like, I love this book so much. And in this one, the character is dealing with, um, what is it? Oh, her husband dies before the book even starts. So she's dealing with like loss and guilt and all that fun stuff. And it's just, the way she writes it, though, is so good. And it's not this, like, easy, like, like the character that I was reading about, she, like, walks away from God and then comes back. And I'm like, you do not read about this stuff. Anyway, so that would be my author. And I've talked, like, a good three minutes on it. So why don't you say your author? Um, <laughs> and feel free to take three minutes. This one probably won't come as a surprise to you. Probably not. I think it would have to be... Jerry Jenkins. Shocker. I haven't, totally read, I haven't read all his books, but I've read a good number of them, especially his teenage books. I've read a lot of his stuff when I was in high school. Mm. and But one of his adult books called Riven is one of my all-time favorite books. Mm. And he, okay. he is... <laughs> but I, I feel like it's... I don't know if he'd ever write anything that would necessarily surprise me. In fact, he wrote two books that were companions to each other, but the second book was a lot different from the first book, mm. and it dropped the modern-day plot and kept the biblical plot about Paul. Oh, and, interesting. And I wanted to know how the modern-day plot ended, but he oh. completely scrapped that plot. With, That's annoying. When there was a cliffhanger at the end. So if... He ever resurrected that plot. If you're listening to this, I would be very happy. Um, so that would be the uh, surprise long lost book that I would um, love. But it's kind of, I can't think about him without thinking about Dallas Jenkins and the Chosen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And he's writing those books for the, the Chosen, for his son's right. show, The Chosen, which. I haven't actually read a full book because when you read, when you watch the show, reading the book is kind of boring. Um, it's true. But it's true. I can yeah, see that. If you haven't seen The Chosen, watch it. If you like Odyssey and the Imagination Station Adventures and that kind of a thing, I think you'll really like mm -hmm. The Chosen. Yep. And if you like historical fiction, you'll like The Chosen. Just go watch it. It's free. It's easy. It's great. Go watch it. It has its own it. app. That's what I tell people. I'm like, it has its own app. You're good. <laughs> go watch it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Nice. Um, but yeah. So she finds this other book. And she's like, what is this? I, I know of all her books. So what's, what's up with this? And so she goes... 
what does she do? She goes to um find the the library donor code is on the back. Right, because she wants to figure out where this book came from and so yeah, she So goes, she goes to find um she goes to Wit's end to talk to Wit about other information because he's the library board secretary. Of course he is. Which because he does everything in that town. What <laughs> library has a board? Is my question. I guess I've never... one that's not run. Well, I'm pretty sure a local library has a board. Hmm. I feel like most places have boards. We just don't hear about them. Anyway, I kind of turned that into a joke, but I really did not want to. Libraries are great. If you don't have a library card, go get one. <laughs> anyway. I'm serious. No, I know. It's just funny. I was there last week. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, Emily so she goes talks and, to Wit. And, and it seems... Oh, but first she sees the inscription in the book. Which is my darling magpie... Anne West and her missing 11 days will soon surely do out of the maze. If you need help, there is more to come. With the pictures, with the pictures, with meaning behind them. Love yep. always, Auntie Mary, June 1975. Of course she, rem she would remember that. And so Emily knows that, um... June 1975 is around the time that Mary Malloway died because she's a nerd. Mm -hmm. And and she and so and and so she knows that it's a secret when she goes to see Wit and Wit tells her that not all secrets are bad. But and then he asks so he puts in the library donor code there isn't a lot of info. She, and then he asks her for something else, some other code, or something to do with the book. And then she ends up not being able to find it. Yes. So it's not in her bag, and so she's like, "Well, where did the book go?" So then she decides to. She goes in the newspaper. No, she goes. Well. No, she goes looking around for Maury, and then she goes back to the library because Matthew was looking for um, looking for information about Anne West's missing days. Right. And so then she goes back to the library, is talking to Matthew, and what does she find out there? Well, he doesn't have the book, and I think they find out that. He finds, this episode is hard to talk about. It's I know. But basically they figure out where Anne West was during those missing 11 days. She was an odyssey with Nancy Fergus and her daughter Maggie. Yeah. Which they, they kind of think about is probably my darling magpie. Yeah. And so then, you know. and so then... They figure that out, I think, by going to the Times building. Yeah, and they find pictures. Yeah, and then they figure out that Nancy, Maggie, Maggie, for 
Maggie became Maggie Fredericks and taught with Wit at middle school. Yeah, so then they go to talk to her. Yeah. And then she ends up having a photo album. Yeah, that, that basically says that she was the daughter of a spy that <laughs> that Anne West um, stumbled upon because... Um, Isn't Anne West also known as Mary Mallory? Yeah, it's, yes. it, but it's... So they basically figured out that Mary found her when she had disappeared... Right before she disappeared... Yes. As Anne West, and it was, she found her in a a hotel room because her her spy mother had been killed in the line of duty, and so, uh, her mother, the woman who adopted her, uh, Charlotte. Yes. came to Mary and they used all their contacts to get them out of whatever Cold War Eastern European area they were in (laughs) and to Odyssey. Yes. And so they end up looking behind the photos and it's like the story is all there. And she was like, wasn't that a satisfying mystery? Oh no, wasn't that a satisfying ending? No, she says, wasn't that a satisfying mystery? And then Emily gets skeptical. Emily and... figures out that this was all planned. Yeah. And then everyone starts coming out of the woodworks. Because <laughs> they're all somehow mysteriously in the house. Um, and then they find out that Maury put it all on. Um, so that's where this fits into the Rydell saga and he put it on just because they were moping around because they hadn't had any cases to solve since the key suspect yeah so you know apparently it's but i feel like it's supposed to look like he's doing a good thing and then um wit is talking to eugene no they're all talking together no, 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 but there's, isn't there a scene at the end? Wit's praying, and then we hear Maury journaling. Yeah, and Wit's just feeling uneasy about the whole Maury situation. Which totally gets recon later, or retcon later, which I don't like. Anyway, um, and then Maury's journaling, and we kind of are like, oh, maybe this was a little bit more nefarious than we thought. And, yeah, that's kind of where the episode ends. Yeah. And you're kind of like, what is going to happen? And yeah. So yeah. your thoughts on this one? I don't hate it, but it's not really my favorite. Yeah. Like, there's no stakes. What do you mean by that? Like, there's, it doesn't matter if they solve the mystery or not. Yeah, but I feel like it was, it was a good mystery for them to solve because they were moping around. But, um, yeah, like, it was a good story. I I found it interesting, like, the ending, and I thought, like, it could go somewhere pretty interesting. Um, like, I liked how the ending kind of left us on a cliffhanger, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, other than that. Yeah. Not much to say about this one. No. Okay, so let's move on to our next episode.
Yeah. Next episode, The Good in People. So this one is from album 70... No, 60... Sorry. 65. (laughs) 65. It's the fourth episode. Yeah. And it doesn't... I think it's the first Maury episode that doesn't include Emily or Matthew. Right, because this is with the... um, With Olivia. With the drama club. So it focuses on Emily, Zoe, Maury, and Susan instead. Olivia. You said Emily. Right. Olivia, <laughs> Suzu, Mori, and Zoe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're wanting to go to a festival. A, a state drama festival. Yeah. And so is it is Suzu the treasury? Yeah. And, yeah. And Emily. The treasurer. And, and Olivia is the president. Yeah. The newly elected drama club president. And he, she really wants to take everyone to the drama festival which the teachers should be responsible for organizing fundraising for that kind of a thing in my humble opinion yeah but or the parents this is this is a fictional world we've already discussed this but that's what they did when we were in school and went on music stuff yeah that's nice this is this is uh this is odyssey apparently they let middle schoolers have more say in than they let middle schoolers that we know which, you know, with some of the middle scores I know, kind of glad. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so they decide to do some fundraising. Yes. And then... But because, because they need to raise $250 by the end of the week. Yes. And then, and then $250 again by the end of the following week because they need... $50 per student, and there are 10 students in the club. Yeah. So that's so, a lot of money. For Especially for them. Yeah. Although, how many of these students come from poor, poor families? I feel like most of them come from pretty comfortable middle-class families. Yeah. But, and, like, $50 is actually not that bad. But, I mean, it's it's... That's not the whole point of the episode. No, I, I know. But anyway, so they're all like, we have no money. How are we going to raise all this money? And then, and, 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 like, this first scene is at wit's end. And Wit admonishes Olivia for making such a big promise. When she doesn't have a lot of time to keep that promise and she doesn't know if she can keep it. Yeah. Because if she doesn't keep her promise... She'll be seen as untrustworthy. Yes. So, she... But she doesn't want to back down. And then... And so then Maury and Suzu are walking home. Because Maury comes in and asks for a dark chocolate coconut milk macchiato. (laughs) And he's like, can I have that? And he's like, and it's like, only if you go to a coffee shop. (laughs) So he and Suzu leave, and then, and then, Maury and Suzu were talking on the way home, just kind of hoping that Olivia can come through, and then Maury starts laughing to himself. And Suzu gets skeptical, and he's like, what are you up to now? And he's like, I just thought of something funny. And then the next scene is Olivia... Olivia 
in the morning, getting ready for school, presumably brushing her teeth. Yeah. And, um... She gets a phone call? Yeah, which, first of all, middle schooler with a cell phone. Well... Well... That's not as surprising as you think it is. No, it's not. I mean... Our younger siblings didn't get cell phones until recently, and they're in high school. But I don't think they would have got... I don't think my parents would have felt comfortable giving them two of them in middle school. No, because, I mean, the only reason why we got cell phones was because we walked to school. And we only... We had a flip phone that we shared. Yeah. But that was over... Well, that was, like, 15 years ago. It's true. Um, yeah, so she gets a phone call on her cell phone, and she answers it. I'm like, dude, why would you answer it? If it's a number you don't know, and it's this guy... I mean, granted, I... Even if I do know the number, I still sometimes won't answer. (laughs) Yeah, I can think of... Introvert! I can think of a few people that applies to. Anyway, so Olivia answers, and it's this guy who wants to help them out. Name... His name is Jordan Winward, and he's the representative of the Student Project Fund. And he wants to help them out with this project. Um, he wants to give them half of the money to go to the drama festival. So they if, just have to raise. If they raise the other half. Yeah. So they have to raise it and then submit the entry fee on, submit that half of the entry fee on time, and then text him the registration for and then he'll pay the rest. So it seems like a pretty sweet deal, although personally I'd be Mm. like, I'm good. Well, Olivia's a little bit skeptical. I have to give her credit. That's true. That's true. She doesn't just willingly go, yes, that sounds great. She's like, she's like, um, I find it a little suspicious that I need money and you're calling me now being like, yeah. yeah. But I think she ends up kind of concluding that it could be like, I think, yeah, because she's talking to Maury and Suzu and Zoe, that's kind of the conclusion that she comes to. Yeah. That, like, it wasn't Wit on the phone, but he could have hired someone. Yeah, or asked somebody from somewhere. Yeah. To do it. Um, so anyway, so they, they... They raise the money. Yeah. By doing car washes... Going door to door, which in my experience doesn't really help. No. Um, selling chocolate bars, right? Do they? I, don't I think so, because um, they put some out at Wit's End, is what I No, remember. they put a money jar out at Oh. And, well, anyway, they just, they just, like, Olivia, they do it all. Olivia collects a sock full of pennies. Yes. Which is kind of funny to me, because... In Canada, we got rid of the penny mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Yep. I, it's not even, like... Yeah, you can't weird. even use it. Everything's either rounded up or rounded down, depending on... So, I don't know if Rounded I, up to five cents or I'm rounded pre- down to the dollar. I'm pretty sure they still have them in the U.S., but we do not have them here yeah. anymore, so... Yeah, so... That's fun. They end up raising... The $250 just under the deadline. Yes. And so they send it in, and then she texts him the registration number, and then they end up not hearing from the guy. 
Yeah, and so then she goes to Wit, expecting that he'll know what, what she's talking about when she mentions the matching funds. And he goes, all, oh, yes! But then it turns out to be the money jar, yeah. which doesn't have a lot in there. And and she... So she's like, okay, now I have to figure this out. And she had mentioned earlier that she'd raised money for a church program. That ended up falling through because of something. Well, they'd already funded the whole thing. Right. So she still so, has that money that she could and, use. And she she had mentioned at the beginning of the episode that she she wishes she could, but I think she knows she can't. Yeah. And so then... It becomes a uh, well, more... So then it gets... The, the rest of the entry fee gets paid, but the rest of the group doesn't know how... And yeah, so because no, that because the that money is a like one thing that she kind of comes to is like she it using the money that she had raised for that project becomes a little bit more um appealing. Yeah, but she doesn't go with that because but, who but comes to her house to Zoe ask Zoe and Suzu? They're yeah. like so they appear so, and they're so, like, so, so how did the, you get the, the money? The fee was paid. How did you do this? And she says, I took it out of my college fund. Yeah. And I'm like, you're in middle school. How do you have a college fund? Well, I feel like because schools are a little bit more expensive down there, I think anyway. Um, well, it kind But of who depends. works in middle school? Well, who knows? Maybe she's a little bit more responsible than some other people we know. Um, <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, good for her. But, yeah, that kind of sucks that she had to use that. Yeah, so she took it out of her college fund and they end up going on the trip. And then the last scene is Suzu and Mori talking, and Mori basically gives away that he knows that the guy's name was Jordan. Yeah. And so Suzu figures out that he was involved, and Mori says, was everything that Olivia did good? Why can't you think of your brother as someone who brings out the good in people? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think... I don't know how I feel about what he did, because... Yeah. He... He... He did deceive. Yeah. Because it, it, he made it he made it seem like they were going to get the other half paid for it, but didn't follow through with that. And... Yeah. Yeah. And we'll know in few... We'll, we'll find out in future episodes that he also does some other things that were, like, a little mm -hmm. questionable. Um, oh, which we'll talk about next week, actually. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Suzu is left very suspicious of her brother, which is very understandable, because I feel like the rest of us are, too, at this point. Um, but yeah, I think this episode, I really like how Olivia handled it, I think. Yeah, but I wish she hadn't been forced to come to that conclusion. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, of course. Um, yeah. First of all, there should be better infrastructure in this school for fundraising in the first place. Yes, we know. Second um, of all, <laughs> Maury shouldn't have put her in that position. And you would think that the school would have some funds set aside for stuff like that. Where they could be like, hey, could we do this? Like, or like, well, do you want to pay for... Like, don't they have... Like, wouldn't they have, like, a parent board that organizes these types of things? Or yeah, but not all schools are our school. No, but, like, right. you would think that, that the school would have, like, funds set aside for clubs and stuff to use. You know? Yeah. You would think. Or, like... But maybe not. I don't know. This, this school seems very, very rich. 
Ah. <laughs> but also poor at the same time. Like, crazy. <laughs> We're just, like, judging. I feel like this is us talking about... And also, Maury, Maury is a drama club kid. I know. And part of, probably part of the computer geeks. Like, this is some high school musical crossover type stuff. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm you want to say it like that? Okay. I'm sorry. We were both in a production of High School Musical we back in the day. We did not need to share that in. <laughs> we did not need to share that. Why not? It's fun. That was like awkward grade 6 little me. <laughs> no. We're not talking about grade 16. Grade 16 was weird. <laughs> you think you were awkward? Yes. Yes, uh, I do. <laughs> I was way more awkward than you. Okay. Anyway... Um, yeah, no, but I thought this episode was good. Um, again, it kind of adds a little bit more mystery into like, oh, who is Maury's character? Um, I was definitely skeptical during this episode, and especially the next episode. I was like, what is happening? Because this is kind of weird. Um, well, the next episode is dark. I know, which again, we will talk about next week. It's so fun. I'm looking for. I'm actually looking forward to that conversation because I think it'll be really, really good. Um, anything else you want to say on this episode? No. Yeah, I think it was good. I think, yeah, that's it. Cool. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week's episode, where we'll be reviewing a sacrificial escape and further from the truth. If you have any trivia questions you would like to send to us, you can email them to NorthernAudisians. O-D-Y-S-S-I-A-N-S at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us on the northern side of the radio. I'm Amy. I'm Emily. Keep listening. listening.